Good afternoon and welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Saw some numbers go back down again on the grain complex cattle. Unfortunately, feeders gave back a little bit of what we had gained yesterday. And lives actually had given it all away, but have since taken some of that back once again. We're going to take a full look at what's been happening, not on the livestock perspective and looking at this big picture into the month of June. But we'll take a look at the happenings of the grain complex as well. Don't forget, we've got a big report coming out from USDA next week from the grain perspective. Kyle Bunstead joins us today with Alan Dale. So let's talk about these cattle. Yesterday, they were on fire from a feeder cattle perspective. It definitely has put a maybe a positive attitude going a little bit. Even though we had some negativity going on today, it's still a good feel. Yeah, that's right, Susan. First of all, thanks for having me back, and I uh, hope everybody's staying warm out there and digging out of this last uh, blizzard we had here through the uh, century United States. But uh, our, our guys in the south didn't get much snow, but we sure got some here in Nebraska, which I think that might have uh, helped out some of the longer-term mentality here with this weather pattern. Maybe changing. I'm not saying it's changed, but it might be starting to shift here a little bit. But, yes, feeder cattle did have an awesome day yesterday, but I'm a little bit concerned uh, with today's move here and the cash feeder sales that we're seeing so far. We have seen some really good cash sales, but we've also seen seen some uh, cash sales that weren't just the best with that index coming in here down around this 180 30 to 180 and a quarter mark here today uh we should see uh, higher cash feeders out there given what i've been hearing in the countryside but it's just not relating into the future side as far as the cash index goes so uh with that being said we did have quite a bit of premium with the futures uh to the index here today we started out that uh march board got up there north of 188 and a half yesterday there were some a lot of hedges a lot of puts being bought yesterday up in that area and uh, people saying, you know, it just kind of makes sense for me here as we get through the next couple of months here as far as this feeder cattle board goes. And uh, the charts, we did uh, we did see a little bit of a setback here on the daily chart here on the March contract. We uh, do have some support coming in down below us here down that 184.5 to 185 area. But uh, looking out there at the intermediate trend here, the weekly chart, that looks like it could be in a position here uh, to be turning down. If we get a lower close uh, for the week, we could be starting to see this weekly trend change. We could start drifting downward, and uh, that could put some pressure here as far as technical selling here on these feeders. Now, today was uh, marked by some commercial selling out there where the March lost ground to the April by about 57 cents, and the April loss of the May by about 45 cents. So we are seeing a little bit of commercial hedge pressure in that feeder complex. So as you look at the live cattle, um, and obviously some negativity happening for them as well, except Mm -hmm. for the February contract where we saw some positive numbers, can we keep this momentum Mm -hmm. bringing it back into the green for these guys? It is possible, but we're again we're going to need to see that cash market here on the on the front side of things start to lead or uh, keep us leading here. Now, from what I've uh, what I've been told today and what I've talked with and what I've uh, confirmed here, uh, 157 has been the number kind of in the southern plains, which would be steady with last week down there. And then I've uh, we started uh, out yesterday around that 160 for call-ins here in uh, eastern Nebraska and central Nebraska, and I've heard uh, some 158s being traded here in Nebraska. And uh, as you go further north. Uh, I think it's going to get a little easier for people that are, or for the packer to buy cattle. People are going to be, uh, willing sellers up there in some of those areas just because a couple of weeks ago when we had that Christmas storm roll through, those cattle got soaked with rain and then it got sub-zero temperatures with the foot of snow. They never really got dry and some of those cattle are just giving up and, and guys are like throwing in the towel. Let's just get rid of them because they can still get something for them. You know, we don't want to have any dead ones or anything like that. And that's that's where I think people are going to be willing sellers here in the north, especially if we do get another round of storms. 
like I've heard some uh, potential weather forecasts maybe coming through here next week at some point in time, maybe some more weather coming through. You know, as we talked earlier this week on the cattle call, these weights, uh, information that you guys get from the USDA is about two weeks behind. Mm-hmm. So now, over the next couple of weeks, um, we should really be getting some updated information, some insight. So do you think maybe Chicago will start to look at those and go, okay, wait a second, maybe this snowstorm was a little worse than we thought? I think so, and I and I do. Just talking with yards here in the north, I think that the storm, uh, the storms we've had here the last couple of weeks here, not necessarily the one we just came through, but uh, the one that we had a couple of weeks ago, that one did have a detriment, a big detriment here on the cattle. Now, uh, steer weights are down about uh, not quite a full percent from last year. We're down about 0.8 percent on steer weights, and heifer weights are down about 1.2 percent. So, in the next couple of weeks, like you said, uh, that's going to show the full extent of the cold snap. Uh, with the question being whether it took off one uh, percent from our first quarter beef production. Or is it going to take off possibly up to 2% of our first quarter beef production? That's the question that still remains. But the weights that came out today, uh, steers were down 7 pounds to 920, and heifers were down 2 pounds, I think 844. So we are, uh, we are uh, let's see, steers are down about 5 pounds from a year ago, and heifers are now down about 7 pounds from a year ago. So we are, uh, we are peeling back some tonnage off this market. question is, is the consumer going to be stepping up to the meat counter? Okay, that is the big question. What are, you, what are you hearing from your sources out there? Is there the possibility of, of seeing consumer? Is, oh, definitely. It is, it is a possibility. Now, today we had some pretty good jobs numbers here. Um, jobless claims, they were, they were less than what was expected, so that's always a good thing. You know, when you're going through the holidays and you're picking up more jobs, that's a good thing. And, uh, you know, the economy has always kind of been recession, non-recession, recession, depression, non. So, I mean, it's, it's always a question of, you know, are we in a recession? Are we not? You know, what's going to happen with interest rates? But uh, for now, it seems to be that the demand is here. But we did see a, a break in box beef here last night. I'm not saying that that's going to start a new trend, but it does need to be uh, looked at because we've been, uh, you know, really rallying this box beef in chunks. And I think it could come off in chunks here the next couple of weeks here, especially as we start to see those credit card bills hit the mailbox, Susan. Now, you were talking before we started this program, and we have to continue this into the second half, but uh, getting these cattle and getting the feed to them through the month of June is adding some extra pressure as well within the feed yards and for producers themselves. Yeah, I think it's going to add it's going to add some uh, added pressure here, and it's going to put some pressure on some of these guys that are going to want to just get rid of some cattle here because they're tired of dealing with it. Um, also, sale barns. I do know there's some sales uh, in the north here that were postponed here today because of the weather, and uh, it's just a, it's just a typical winter. You're going to have some of those postponements, but those feeders are still out there, and they're still going to come to town. And I think that guys are going to be willing willing to you know part with those cattle. All right, well, stick around, folks. We do have a lot more coming up. We'll talk a little bit more about this cattle market when we come back. And then take a look at what's happening in the struggle in the grain complex. It's easy to focus on the what's happening now, but just two weeks ago, we had a rosy picture. More is coming up. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we continue our conversation this afternoon with Kyle Bunstead with Allendale. We kind of left off talking about uh, getting these cattle through the month of June and I know 2022, Kyle, had uh, the largest cow slash heifer slaughter on record. Looking at that, and as we, Mm -hmm. you were just talking in that last segment, that there's still the potential of maybe moving some of these heifers to feedlots. Does that make you nervous when you look at the long-term picture for this cattle market? It does a little bit. Now, I've got to keep in mind that we have slaughtered a lot of cows. And so that's, that's also weighed on our, our box, our boxes market. And it's also, uh, you know, weighed as far as our placement number with heifers. But I think short term here, there's still going to be some heifers placed because, you know, you're sitting here in central Nebraska 
the first of January, and you're five to six months before you hit grass. And that's going to take a lot of hay. It's going to take a lot of feed. So you're going to look at that hay pile, and you're going to look at those cattle, and you're going to say, okay, look at the price of feeders, cash feeders. You know, if they're five weights, some of those are bringing over two bucks. If they're six weights, they're bringing right at two bucks. And, I mean, I've seen some 11-weight cattle bring in the dollar seventies here in the north, too. So you're looking at that saying, okay, what's going to cost me more? Holding these as heifers for a couple of years and walking through a hay pile, which I don't have the feed, or I might have the feed or don't have the feed, don't know the case of the producer. But uh, maybe those heifers go to town and we use that uh, hay there, that hay pile, that feed pile for the cows that we got on on, uh, on the ground right now, so we don't have to sell any more of those. So that's a question that uh, still remains to be seen. I think that we are going to see some more heifers placed here short term. And we also got to remember back here a few months ago when we'd have these <clears> – <throat> government reports which are called cattle on feed i'm not a big fan if you haven't noticed uh but we saw record placements and if that's the case then we're we still got some cattle to pull through here uh the next couple of months switch over to what's been happening in in the grain complex because you know we talk about oh we got lower numbers once again and the struggle that's there but just a week and a half ago we were seeing some some new highs being put into place what are your thoughts on this grain complex into 2023 sure well, uh, so far, it has been an ugly, uh, ugly start here to the year. I'll give it that. Uh, last uh, last month was pretty good here. You know, basically the bulls got Christmas and they got Thanksgiving and they got Christmas. So New Year's uh, New Year's was given to the bears here as we've gotten started. So looking here at this uh, at the corn contracts here, March corn went down to a little bit of support here, just under that 650 mark. I'm not sure it's going to stop there. I think 635 to 645 longer term we get down there. But we may have seen enough here, uh, enough of a sell-off here to attract a little bit of commercial buying coming in, which we did see some commercial buying come into the complex here today with the March gaining on the May by about a half cent and uh, March also gaining on the July by about a penny and three quarters, May also gaining on the July by a penny and a quarter as well. So that told me that there's a, on this sell-off, there's been a little bit of commercial movement, maybe a little bit of commercial demand to surface underneath there. And uh, right after the first of the year here, I know everybody said right away it's just going to come to town. Well, with this uh, with this weather system that has just moved through, now roads are going to get cleared off. It's going to get better. But uh, we have seen some instances where basis has been uh, improved in a couple of spots here in the central U.S. because they can't get the grain in. So um, that's something we need to keep our eyes on, too, as far as producers. Keep our eyes on the basis. Keep our eyes on the spreads. Now, the case of the soybeans, that was driven up here by the uh, South American weather, which in the case Argentina, uh, you can see that through the bean meal market. Argentina's a big meal exporter, and they were chasing the bean meal here last month, and that in turn drove the soybeans higher. So we've kind of cooled off this bean meal market just a little bit. It's still pretty hot. But uh, the bean market here today did see some short covering here at the end of the session here. And that's just saying people are going long, but they're just covering some shorts here. And uh, looking that $14 here in November 23 beans looks to be a big number that folks are going to be willing to uh, sell beans. If futures get to 14, it looks like there's going to be a lot of willing sellers up there. You know, kind of interesting, too, that we're in right now. This is another short and two weeks in a row. We have shortened trading week. We get a full week next week. And then the following week, we get the Monday off of markets because of the Martin Luther King holiday. That is correct. That is correct. January is a tough month uh, sometimes because of volume and liquidity. There's a lot of traders that uh, lock up shop here uh, for Thanksgiving and they don't come back until the 1st of February because we're so inundated with low volume, volatile swings, and uh, you, they can't make longer term uh, longer term positions uh, on those kinds of swings. So we should start to see a little bit more volume come back and the volatility start to uh, you know pair back just a little bit. However, option volatility has still been leaking out, so that is a good thing. I mean, options are on sale if you're looking to get some cover 
coverage here long term for as far as feed needs. But also if you're a producer who wants to get some downside locked in, the volatility is getting cheap. So puts and calls are, are on sale as far as where they were uh, maybe a couple months ago. I think a lot more computer algorithms doing the trading than human trading at this point. That is correct. That is correct. And what better way to uh, find that out than a normal USDA data dump, which is going to come at us here next Thursday. So it'd be interesting to see how the computers trade that. Definitely. And that report will come out uh, during the midday and we'll see some market reaction to that. What is the best way for folks to get a hold of you? You can call me here at the office at 308-708-7340. Thanks so much. Kyle Bumstead's been joining us today from Allendale. Lots of information that we looked at today. Of course, we encourage you to continue to follow along and see where these markets take us, especially into the reports of next week. As we always remind you, Commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss that might not be suitable to all investors. That is the Thursday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell. It has been brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers. Check it out as a podcast at ruralradionetwork.com or wherever you subscribe for your free podcast. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.